right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of A Power With Pops. Uh, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Best podcast ever. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm here tonight uh, at the beginning of the, uh, what we would call the music gathering uh, of the 15th year of our Lord, Jesus. And um, so, but I'm here tonight with a special guest, someone that I just got introduced to pretty much the other day from my old friend Dave Decker. Uh, and uh, I would like to introduce tonight, I got with me... I'm Davey. Davey. Uh, Davey Quinn. Davey right. Quinn. Yeah. Uh, and you are known from... Um, Tiltwheel, Too Many Daves, um, uh, Dan Padilla, the International Dipshit, I was looking at the stuff earlier. I'm in a billion bands. You're in a billion bands. Yeah, I like uh, it. You, uh, when did you start, man? When, when did you first pick up an instrument? Uh, the first instrument technically was a uh, tennis racket. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, so you aired it. You aired guitar. Air, air, I was air, a, air I was a very good uh, rake, rake guitarist. You're, you're really? Oh, I got beat one day because I wasn't cleaning the yard like I was. My dad came home. He saw me air guitar, and I had Twisted Sister playing on my boombox. And I was air guitar, and he got so pissed off, he made me get a switch off the tree. Well, this, really? <laughs> yeah. With the rake? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I had to break it off my end. Yeah, right? Jeez. Like, um, a rake is really good because, especially... For metal, for metal air guitar, you exactly. have the spikes. You know, and it's, which is it's very and it was the old, it was old rake, so it was actually metal. Oh, okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so we're old enough to know that the rakes used to be metal; they yeah. weren't plastic. They were, they're plastic now. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, making that. I mean, I'm old enough to know that, like, you don't go raking your fucking house anymore. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <No> <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> so your first, first instrument was a racket. Yeah. What made you? What, what, what song made you pick up that racket? What was the first song that grabbed you and were like, holy shit, this is it? Um, that's a rough one because I wouldn't know. I'm still to this day, I don't like guitar players. And I never really wanted to be. No shit. Uh, yeah. Um, to, oh, no. Oh, okay. 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 Actually, I, we just started. Um, we could go inside. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we'll go right over there. That's fine. I can pick it up and walk over there. It's, this is what it's all about, man. I'm in, man. Live, living by the moment. I can do this. What? Oh, yeah. Look at that shit. Look at that. Look at that. Professionals. <laughs> all right. Look at that. Professional, yeah, right? Yeah. How's that, huh? Sounds good. So, so yeah, was it? Not, so, a, not into guitarists. Well, that was never. see, that was the thing. It was like, so Billy Squire never did it for you, huh? Um, well, honestly, the Stroke came out later. Yeah. And then, um, and I liked the Stroke, and I didn't. I, okay, you want? Okay, I talk a lot. So anyway, no, do what so you do, the, man. Billy Squire was fucking posed as this fucking Led Zeppelin return to Led Zeppelin. Guy, yeah, 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 right? totally. Because Bonzo had just died like two years before that. Right. Right. And so uh, the the first one with the stroke, uh, he's on the cover with the hump, yeah, hump in his guitar. I should know that. My girlfriend's fucking favorite dude sometimes. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, totally. So 
And then when you listen to that, you're like, the only thing that that has to do with Led Zeppelin at all is the what and the fucking super fucking reverby drums. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then they stopped saying that horse shit when Rock Me Tonight came out. That's fucking terrible. Like, yeah, even if you were to bad. watch that now, yeah. every vi- if you showed that to Actually, somebody who made like a really good video, yeah. today they would stop making videos too. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is what happens when you get fucking arty. Yeah, yeah. This so, will get too artistic, right? <laughs> right. But honestly, like, okay, Casey Kasem, America's Top 40, which oh, yeah. was on like Saturday, Saturday morning. Yep, yep. Yeah. I remember it very well. Had, um, That's how I got introduced to Joe Finn Jackson. Lizzy fucking Ooh, doing wow. uh, Waiting for an Alibi. Oh. And Gary Moore, I just like, okay, Scott Gorham's a good looking dude. And yeah, I always totally. thought he was a good looking guy. Yeah. You know? And he's, he's, and so I was always, I'm still to this day mesmerized by like how good looking Scott Gorham totally. is. But then Gary Moore, Gary Moore was like cool. Right. So you gotta understand, this is like an early video that like Casey Casey would show like maybe of a three minute song, a minute of a video. Right. But he got right into the, the whole, the head bobbing and doing the leads and yeah. the, and that kind of changed everything. And it was, so it had to be Gary Moore. Okay. Like, that, and that dude's a great guitar player, and I can listen to a lot of this stuff. And, like, even now that I'm older, like, I'll go back and listen to, like, the, on the Google Music or whatever, I'll go back and listen to, like, the live records that he did where yeah. he does, like, his own stuff, and he does, like, the stuff he did, like, with uh, Philo later on after Thin Lizzy was pretty much done. Yeah. And, like, that stuff's great. And then um, he did a fellow tribute, uh, tribute concert that's like, he does a bunch of Thin Lizzy songs, Sun Goes Down and stuff like that. And like, it's really all really good. And he's doing the songs. So yeah, Gary Moore, Randy Rhodes. Uh, I just drove past Leesburg and I was like, what are I'm still in 15 fucking years of coming this fast. I've never been able to convince anybody to fucking, what's up man? To go to, to fucking stop off at Leesburg. Good seeing you, man. See you, man. I'm glad you, I got you made in town. I'm in. I, I, I heard you had an offer like, early in the afternoon. Took it. Yeah, man. I took it. We're doing like a little interview right now. Oh, you can sit here. You can sit. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, you man, can sit and hang out. Yeah, we oh, talked just, about that earlier. Yeah, um, <laughs> every year I usually shave it off. The last two years I couldn't. Uh, and I tried to get Allison to do it. And we were all busy. It's just busy at home. So here you wake up and you have time to do shit. So, <laughs> yeah, basically. so you, yeah, got, you, got, you got grabbed in by music with, the, with that guitarist. Probably Randy Rhodes. Okay, Boy, Randy, Rhodes. Randy Rhodes like locked it in. Okay. Locked it in and that's what I really wanted to like. So that was around 1980 or so. So is that Bark at the Moon? No, or no. That, uh, that would have been Blizzard of Oz. Blizzard of Oz. That was the yeah. first That's the first one. one. Right, 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 right. So Blizzard of Oz, um, I was at like a camp, and this kid had Blizzard of Oz on 8-track. I was 10, and that was right. it. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I had a guitar yet. My sister had a guitar, and I had a trumpet. But I'd never played that trumpet. Really? I couldn't fucking do it, which is like weird. Considering the rest of how you told me about your family, yeah, well, my family are clowns. Like that, my parents are scientists. They're fucking brilliant, but yeah. in their spare time, they were clowns. Oh wow! And so we got dragged on the weekends to like circuses and parades and magic shows and mall openings. And Whoa! That was yeah. So I knew how to blow up and make 
balloon animals, yeah. but I couldn't because with the long balloons. Yeah. But you can't stretch out and flower up a fucking uh, <laughs> right. trumpet. So screw that shit. And, and like, there's only like, there's three people. Okay, so I'm like ten, and I'm actually thinking about like the whole like impressing the opposite sex or the yeah. or whatever at the time, and even Chuck Mangione. Yeah. Doesn't get laid. You know? <laughs> right, and, right. and so, not that, not that that would, and it still hasn't, and it never will, but like, yeah. The, the, but it spurns almost every single person, guy, girl, fucking anybody. Yeah. Like, anyway, so, um, yeah, but then, um, so that was a big thing, was like trying to cop Randy Rhodes licks. Okay. Um, and you practiced, and you and you and you and you said ten. You, you they grabbed you. You were copping licks. When did you get your? So when did you get your first guitar? Then like how old were you? Probably around then. Okay. And like my first like real electric guitar. Oh, you got a real electric guitar. Yeah, my sister had an acoustic, and my parents gave me that for Christmas. Nice. Um, and then I immediately went looking towards electric guitar. That that whole myth when you're younger. I think it may be just because of the cheap. Uh, the, the you know the parents think parents tend to think electric guitar is a billion dollars yeah and yeah even when I was a kid a fucking Japanese made Les Paul copy yeah was like five hundred dollars right now yeah. you can't give the fucking things yeah you I know, can't right? like yeah. and they're much better now too but like for the most part but like there's sometimes you had those but so I had this guitar this it was called a heater heater and the only way I even knew the name of the guitar is because I found a pick with the name heater and the logo that was on my guitar in a completely different unrelated fucking way yeah you know and like all these years later I was like oh that's what that guitar is anyway I um so that was it and then um that's yeah I'm always wanted to be a drummer um, I like okay. drums more. I was a bass I player, to but drums. I always wanted to play drums. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm the rhythm guy. I always listen. That was my main thing. I always, my whole life, have always listened to the drums. Like yeah. that's that's always the, the that kick drum, man. That's what's always the, the kick drum is the one thing that I could. That's what I play to yeah. still. I yeah. play to the snare and the kick. I don't listen to anybody else. I probably should, <laughs> but like just the snare and the kick, and that that helps me with the bass playing. Yeah, because totally. you know, you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like right now I play in a band where all I do is follow the drummer, and the drummer's like a jazz dude. Oh wow! And um, it's a punk band, but he's like plays he's jazz. Technical. So he yeah, he's got to fucking hit every cymbal all the time to make make himself feel like he's doing something. <laughs> right, I'm here. And so I'm, here. I'm fucking playing along with that, <laughs> but I'm not str- struggling because it just sounds natural. To I could do that, and then, and then, yeah. So and then, okay. so that that band ends up sounding kind of odd, in yeah, a weird little way. And that's which band is that? That's called Rebels and Traitors. Rebels and Traitors. Yeah. Okay. I that's like a that. uh, friends of mine who were in a band called Watch It Burn, okay. and then uh, I just joined them when they lost a guitar player. Okay. I sold their old guitar player, my amp, and then fucking joined them. <laughs> Kind of a trade almost. Yeah, yeah. totally. So I I guess by you saying that your 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 parents, by the sounds of it, being scientists and clowns on the weekend, they're very supportive of the arts. Or were they were they supportive of your arts? This is how my parents were supportive of the art of what I do, and they still are, and it's still the same thing. It's like, yeah, he does that stuff. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then so there's not like, there's a support where it was like, when for the eight weeks I took lessons, he paid for the lessons. Right on. And that was totally cool when I quit the lessons. Right. So, um, that, um, <laughs> when my aunts and uncles call, they're like, they all, my aunts and uncles all live on the East Coast, and our family's the only one on the West Coast. Okay, right on. And so the aunts and uncles are like, Oh, where, you know, where do you play? Do you play like in hotels and stuff? Like, hotels. Because they think that's, yeah. they don't go, they don't, they don't, they don't they go, don't. they live in New York, but they've probably never set foot in Greenwich fucking village. Right. You know? And like, they probably never, they wouldn't know where CBGB's or what it was. They were like, oh, what is that, a clothing store? Yeah. And they're right. But it is anyway. now. <laughs> and, uh, but like, uh, that guy, I don't care, but that, whoever owns that guy, he should at night turn it into a, a pump club. Every, Record you should, you store, clothing store does that anyway. Yeah. I There's mean, a couple like, in New York that do that. I mean, how, how, do you think that place would be more popular if he started doing that? If he's like CBGB'd it at night, like was like punk clubs can come here at night and play. Do you think people would actually go back there and play there? For the first few weeks, but then it would turn right to the way CBGB's was, where yeah. during the week it'd be like 20 people, people in there. Yeah, yeah. And they were all related to the people <laughs> yep, on stage yep. or about to get on stage. So you, so you, okay, so you said your family, the rest of your family, you're originally all from the East Coast then? Yeah, D.C. D.C. originally, okay. Uh, so I have, a, I have this whole, I wasn't there long at all, but I have this, so of course, like when you get into punk and you're like, all the best music comes from when I was born. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Revolution Summer. That's right. You know? yeah, and yeah. It was all brilliant. It was Revolution right in Summer, tune. That was a long time ago. Right in fucking <laughs> tune with, like, when you're young, you're like, okay, you know, you, you mentioned it. When you're young, it's like, you're very impressionable. Yeah. And we all like, needed to log into something. That's how come some people with, like, bad political beliefs can influence us in a yeah, way. Yeah, totally. But people with good good political points can influence us in a way yeah. and so it didn't take much to like read like MR and shit like that and read about all this stuff going on in DC or like have friends who might have traveled and stuff because yeah. we're, we're talking like like yeah a friend go like go you know go to like the east coast and oh yeah go to a record store and buy records you yeah, know yeah. and then come back with these records and yeah. you can get on the west coast and then everybody's trade taping them. it's funny because like that's how I got introduced to punk rock myself was I was a buddy of mine, uh, two of my friends, one went to New York one summer and one went out to California. It was like 1982 or 83. They both came back with tapes. The guy who went to New York came back with hip hop. The guy who went to Cali came back with punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> so I got introduced to TSOL. Right. Uh, like Social D, of course. Um, and all those beginning guys, the, you know, the, the Minutemen, all those guys. At the same time as I got introduced to like Cool Modi and all the stuff up in New York when hip-hop was just starting out. So I've, I've always connected the two myself, musically and politically. Yeah, talking no about politics Because to me, they've always seemed to go hand-in-hand, hand, even though, I mean, to me, punk rock and hip-hop have always gone together to me because they've always been anti-establishment. I, I mean, hip-hop has kind of swayed away from that. Well, the more the end, the establishment has always been anti-hip-hop, and anti-punk. Yeah. Maybe not so much for either right, one right, anymore. Right, right. But like the establishment didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. And when the establishment doesn't like it, because ain't nobody in the fucking 80s gonna let a bunch of brothers in their club. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. Well, because that, that's no? funny, because I've watched a lot of uh, documentaries about like how the punk kids 
in Greenwich in New York were hanging out with hip hop dudes back in the day. And that was like the hip hop dudes were like, that was the only pe white people that would hang out with us was the crazy punk rock kids that would come to, those were the only kids that would go to the hip hop shows, the white kids, were the punk rock kids. Were the punk rock kids. Yeah, they were the only ones in, in New York that would go to hip hop shows. That were, you know, and it was like. You got your yeah, ear to the ground. Yeah, too, they, you know, they, like, they were you hear about us. Yeah. So, we, so, you coming up in California, where exactly did you grow up? San Diego. San Diego. Okay, so I lived within a, a, the, the same 30 mile radius. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, the, the multitudes of bands have come out of that area. Is that, do you think that has, uh, I guess, what were the bands as you were beginning to start bands and getting them you know, going, like Tilt Will and what like that? What were the bands just prior to you that were like, that made that pushed you into starting like Tilt Will and getting into that. Well, for okay, if, if jumping up to like Tilt Will, like I didn't Tilt Will didn't start till I was around 22. Okay, so you were 22. Uh, so, so how many bands did you have? Between? I was already in. I had been in a band. Um, I had been in the very very first band I ever wanted to be in or tried to get to with guys. Yeah, they're all metal dudes, and I oh, liked wow. metal. But I also like the punk stuff. Yeah. So we called our band Metal Priestess after the Plasmatics record. Okay. Which I figured was a good way to like. Int like a good intro into mixing it. Right. Too. And it is on the nose when you think about it as a name. You can't yeah. start a, you can have a metal band called Metal Anything. Well, that'd be kind of like, I mean, DRI's crossover was on the nose too. It was kind of like that na the, yeah. just the name of it. Yeah, crossover. the spoiler's already there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like, it told you, we're crossing over. Yes. Help me I decide mean, just... not to buy that fucking record. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I, I got like it dealing stolen with it. from me. We just played with DRI Saturday. I oh, fucking shit. played bass with this band, the Mexico City Rollers. And we played with DRI. And it was like the third time this year that like I've been in a band that played with DRI. And it it's cool. Yeah. I get to hear Nursing Home Blues. Yeah, yeah. I like that song. Yeah. It's, it, it's more relevant every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. And totally, like, right? so does Commuter Man. Yeah, no right? shit. And like... And but then again, like eight years ago, I went and saw them, and they did Reaganomics. Yeah. Why are you doing fucking Reaganomics? <laughs> Why is the exploited still doing? Let's start a war. Yeah, like, right, it, right. I don't know. I can't understand. Like, the, so, know. so yeah, I, I see. You mean so like the growth is not there. Not completely. Not right. completely. Yeah, and yeah, for, totally. And um, whatever. I, I don't want to talk shit. But like, no, 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 no. All I want to say just, is, just an for as intelligent as Kurt Brecht is, yeah. completely fucking like. He's like Mr. Brett, fucking, yeah. like, a great gap and fucking smart, politically, socially fucking on fucking point with yeah. the world. Uh, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Don't quite do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's why I don't like fucking four of a kind or two kind right, right. crossover. You know? yeah, yeah, Tell no, me what goes on in the pit. I already know what goes, <laughs> goes on, on in the pit. pit. It's almost like, like they were telling you a story that you already knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, thanks for telling me my life. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. That's for the sure. Thing. But no. then, but, uh, okay, so, there's that whole, like, that whole, like, this is different, because, I mean, it's a very long, weird process, but, right. we go to punk shows in San Diego, and we had record stores. We go to the record store, I would go with my friend John, and John, one day, John goes and he buys the all first first all record. Okay. We went specifically drove to the store to go get it, and I'm like, okay, here's a Clash record. Everybody I know owns a Clash. Everybody has Exploited. Everybody has Descendants. Everybody has all. Yep. You look on the back and you go, thanks to blah 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 blah. Find a band. 
All right, that record by that band that that band thinks is there, I'm gonna buy that record. Then I have currency to trade the tapes and the, yeah, you know, yeah. let me borrow your record up alone you my record. So that's how we all used to do it. And then right. when you got a tape player, you taped it, whatever. There's that, but like, right. So anyway, I go to the punk shows. Chris uh, from Borderless Compilation Bag, BCT Tapes, okay. which was the San Diego uh, tape label, that what he did was get, he would get like Negazioni, uh, Wretched, Indigesti, Raw Power, all this uh, European hardcore rattles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he would put them on tapes and comps and sell them at shows. Eventually he would get records off them and he would have a booth at a show. And I'd be like, ah, I'd buy records. I'd either pick them up at the end of the show or I'd forget them. It didn't matter. I didn't care. I wanted to support Chris. He, and then, and we're talking like 14, 15 now. And this is what year, would you say? Oh, God, 84, 85. Okay. Like, yeah, like Which 14, is a good time in San Diego, I'm guessing, for it, music. It right? was. It, mean, was a, it was a, It was. great for music. It was not so good to go to see music. It was very violent. Yeah, what was the scene? What was... Like, oh, I was, was one of those assholes. You just beat everybody up. So it was, it was more, it was just like fight, fighting the fight. Um, fight, 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 yeah. fight in the park a lot, fight the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. Show up. That just, stuff. Just coxman stuff, just like tough guy. Tough guy, yeah, I guess it is tough bit. guy stuff, but it seems there's are way beating, more. Are we beating up jocks? Like we're beating up jocks? We're like beating up each other. Oh, being a yeah, punks, <laughs> the older punks in the south beat up the younger punks. Oh wow! Okay. They like the long hair punks. Oh wow! Well, like so okay, so in. we had that thing in, in Sarasota. It was the big skinheads who'd come to the punk rock parties and steal the keg, right? You know, and take everyone's stocks. Yeah. You know that kind of shit. So yeah, it was like very tough guy. And, I didn't take nobody's docs or nothing, but we go. See, to, that was nice. We go to parties and take. I've seen people get their docs taken away. That's a bad night. I go to the fucking bedrooms <laughs> and take the jeans. No, never jeans? records. Jeans. Oh wow. You can go to Sears and sell the jeans for forty bucks a pop. Oh no shit. Yeah. No matter what, you cut a seam in it, and the the, the, the seams are the seams used to be fucking trademark or uh, guaranteed forever. They go, ah, the seams broke. I just, I don't want these cheap jeans. They don't make jeans like they yeah, used to. Yeah, they, they give me cash. Back. That's yeah. Wow, that's then a good go hustle. buy beer. And then <laughs> nice. you get 8% of that back in the fucking cans. It's a fucking economy right there. I had a buddy, I had a buddy whose dad uh, had a key to the Coca-Cola machines. So we would drive around Sarasota every weekend and empty them, and that would be our gas money and, and beer money and, and cigarette money nice. to drive around so we would like, and then we do that and then we had a 7-eleven downtown that was right up two blocks away from the police station and this old lady rose would work on saturday nights and that we knew we could go there and rip her off so good we would walk out of there with cartons of cigarettes bottles of mad dog 2020 i mean like and we'd see her every week she's like hey guys how you doing and then she was so, I mean, she would tell stories about being shot, you know, like being robbed, you know. So you were the least of her trouble. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> so she was like, at least these kids are coming in checking on me at 1 o'clock in the morning, you know. The cops aren't. They're right around the corner, you know. And there's like six young punk rock kids in Mohawks, like, you know. You know, the kind, you know. I, I'm the, I was the kind. Yeah, you was the kind. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, good kind. times, good times. So, okay, 14, 15, 16. You're starting to play. You're getting out. 
around town. How much are you playing at that time? Um, well, I ended up, I joined I, I, in the Reader, which is like a, you know, a classified section, free paper. There was this ad and it said, Captain Kirk Clones Unite. Uh, thrash band looking to fucking for a guitar player. And I thought, I thought Star Trek, and then I was like, Captain Kirk here Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. It'll be like a million of these by the end of this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I can't right? wait. <laughs> can't wait to tear them all off when I get home. Yep. I can't cook with them anymore. They're <laughs> melting into the food. <laughs> oh, it hurts, too. It sticks to my wrist. <laughs> and this is uh, good for $5 a piece of this bar right now, Karen. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, dude. And, um, where was I? Uh, we were talking about you were around 15, 14, 15, 16, what you were playing in your first band, how much you Oh, were okay, yeah. Around. And so I, I joined, so this band, um, this band was, they, they, they said, yeah, you're in. I don't know anything about any of this stuff. <laughs> so I went and got an amp, and then the what was following, your first amp? it was a, the first real amp that I went to a guitar center and bought was a Fender Studio League. Which is uh, like a little 50 watt thing. It was uh, like $199 or something like that. It was all solid state. Sound like garbage. <laughs> but, like. It did the job. It did the job and it worked. And um, so I see that. But the following Friday after I joined them, I think I had like a week and a half and we were playing at like a party. Oh, wow. And then a few months later, started writing songs. And then we were playing with like DRI and Dark Angel and Death Angel and oh, wow. uh, fucking all these bands. So that was dirt tech, totally the crossover era. Yeah, wow. Right? And so, and those dudes are like, the drummer of that band, Santa Claus Paul, he still has the band. And uh, I just, I had rejoined him about two years ago and then just left him again. But he had had the band going almost solid for the last 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, varying guitar players and bass players and stuff, but still some core yeah, songs. Yeah. And they were definitely the first like band to do punk and metal together in San Diego for oh. sure. No bands did that, you know. And so that that we were playing quite a bit. We were playing with like good bands, good shows. Even after I left, they were playing even better shows. War, oh, wow. shit, like. And we put on a Slayer show, but we didn't play the show. Oh, yeah, uh, it cost five hundred dollars to get Slayer to play. <laughs> I wish it still only cost five hundred dollars. Yeah, I w I'd be like, I do it three times a month. Say no Every shit, paycheck right? would be like rent. You guys want to play? Show. Yeah. You guys want to play this weekend? You got a so, we were all into that right away. Yeah. We were into doing shows immediately. Like That's awesome. that was my sixteenth or seventeenth birthday was a Slayer show. Wow. Yeah, and like so that was and. But in that time, so there's that scope of music, all the crossover metal stuff. I'm going after school, hanging out with my other friends who are like into Rites of Spring and Marginal Man okay. and fucking, uh, uh, and the Out of Step record. Yeah. Everybody likes, you know, people didn't understand Out of Step. And then, Rites of Spring became Sinsfield. Rites of Spring and, and Minor Threat kind of meld. Well, Rites of Spring and uh, Embrace. Embrace. Yeah. Embrace came for Gaza. Okay, that's right. And Embrace was okay, Embrace right. was a demo that we got in 11th grade that okay. and then that didn't even come out till I was like 20 on CD or oh, anything. Wow. So we had like this 5 years of this, this old fucking Embrace yeah. tape. You know, it was like this Ian MacKay band that's totally gone and never yeah, going to yeah, do yeah. anything. And 
nothing's ever gonna come from it. And then Brandon Cant is like, no like, 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 yeah. And on that, on when they did reissue, well, when they did put a CD out of the Rights of Spring record, Ian does backups on uh, on one of the songs, Turning Wheel, I think, and um, that's technically the first Fugazi record. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, it technically is. It's yeah. all four members of Fugazi. So that's cool. Yeah. Wow. That's nerd shit. Yeah, but that was the main thing. Yeah. So I moved to Escondido, which is 30 miles north of where I live. Yeah, yeah. I was in hell. Didn't know anybody. Went, was going, was working 12-hour shifts at a factory, and then going straight to college, and going to college until basically an hour or two before I had to go to, to back to work. And so if I got an hour of sleep in the parking lot or an hour of sleep at home, I was lucky. So I'm at the radio station where I was working at the school, and this kid runs by on a skateboard. And of course, we're drinking 40s, the fucking school, because we're assholes. Drank all the time at school. And, um, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Whiskey in the bag, so are the teachers. You know? So I'm drinking a 40, and this kid goes by on a skateboard, puts up a flyer. And I tell the guy standing me, go chase after that kid. Let's yeah. kick him off campus. We don't want his type here. He comes back with a flyer. And he goes, that stupid kid was putting up this dumb flyer. And the flyer says, looking for a guitar player into Dinosaur Jr. Pitchfork and that and Drive Like Jehu. And I'm like, that's it. Oh wow. I'm calling them guys. They knew who Pitchfork and Drive Like Jehu is. Yeah. And um, then they were saying, yeah, you, you, you said a very important band that is very important to me, Drive Like Jehu. It's such a, oh man. And that fucking, so I was really into that. You know, and drive like Jehu. I don't know if you listen to Honor Roll, but like, <laughs> you know, listen to that first, second Honor Roll yeah. record. You're gonna hear a lot of that drive like Jehu stuff in there. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. I no, love no, that. no, yeah. Like it's great. The, yeah. the fucking. The I like everything that dude's done. Oh, it's, yeah. It's great. Such a fucking amazing musician. Like all those guys everything. He, yeah, they're just. I actually like. I saw Rocket from the Crypt at fucking in Atlanta during the Scream Jack to the Scream tour. At uh, the big place there? Uh, yeah, Hell Purgatory. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. With Mule, I think? Yeah, Mule. Yeah. Holy fucking shit, dude. Holy shit. That was such an amazing fucking show. So you saw, like, that was Adam playing. Oh, no, yeah. Mario or Adam was yeah. up there. Yeah, it, it was, like, one of the loudest fucking bands I've ever heard. Besides Afghan Wigs. Afghan Wigs is probably one of the loudest bands I've ever heard. Are they still loud? I almost went to Toronto earlier this year to go see it, but... I saw them in 1991. One in Tampa at the Florida Theater, dude, on a Sunday night, there were 12 people there. I saw Afghan wigs. I got, I sat at a, me and my girlfriend sat at a, a t- like a round table, like 10 feet away from the stage, drinking beers, watching Afghan wigs with like hardly anyone else. I was like, it was like, this is our own private fucking show. It was amazing. And it was like the loudest fucking band. That's One of the awesome. loudest fucking band. I mean, and they kept, used to be loud. And they used to, and they, and they turn up as the night progressed. Like as they kept going, they, they'd all just kind of bump it up. By the end, it was so loud. Like it was so amazing. Anyway, sorry. That's so no, that's yeah. loud. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got a sound gig at a club when I was 18. Told the guy I knew how to do sound. The first show I did was fucking Gypsy Kings. Oh, no shit. idea how to fucking mic any of that horse shit. Right? I gotta go. Yeah, is there a way to go check in and all that stuff? Oh, Damer. Yeah. 
Just me, but I'll, we'll, I'll sort everybody out and stuff like that. Man. Totally. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I helped open this place. Really? Yeah, I helped. I, I used to work in the kitchen. Oh, no shit. Right when they first opened. Yeah. <laughs> Killer place, man. It's place. changed since, I mean, like, oh, they sure. opened in 2009. Just in the five years, it's yeah. improved. It's so it. much. It's crazy. They've done such a great job with it. Well, this place has done. changed. This yeah. was the hardback, right? Yes. No, hardback. Yeah, this was the hardback. Yeah. That's where they used to have the old shows, like when, like, the, back in the 80s, yeah. before that. Oh, Hot Water played in, the, in this building. Oh, okay. This whole area was already closed by the time. Like, th this, we, I saw, shit, Jawbox in here. Uh, fucking, this is uh, the one where you face the kitchen and play it on the floor, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. this is the one and we like played. like the flat stage, it was like a riser about that high off the ground. Yeah, yeah. I like went, we, we came in uh, Everetti and the Spanos in Everetti. I know. Yeah, we came, yeah, we came out here. Brian Everetti's yeah. in yeah. fucking Tampa. Everetti, check it out, y'all. Everetti's, Brian Everetti is in Tampa watching really? the bands. Yeah, it's his oh, second year he's been there. Yeah, we're talking about it. Uh, let's hit up Tony for next year because we could do we could yes. do it every Thank time you. Brian and I get together we write a record yeah we just don't record it every time <laughs> but we write like 12 songs oh shit yeah, yeah. so we have like two records that worth so you shit. got so so you're so you're you're kind of the musician that once once you started playing was it something that just, it just writing just just started and it just boom it doesn't stop uh, the first one like I was saying Santa Claus yeah. was me sitting with the dude and him with a piece of paper in his hand going, okay, right. Oh, wow. And that was weird. Yeah. And that was like, that song sounds, that song is called Santa Claus from the North Pole. We are Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. This ho kind of wraps a pole. <laughs> yeah. and, but it was like you yeah. and I sitting there fucking writing like that. Oh, wow. And so that was, that's a weird way to work. I, I don't ever want to yeah. do that again. That, but that happens sometimes in the games. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, we need to write a song. So <laughs> okay, man. Totally. So, so when it comes to the other big song, Bowl of Lies, like, I know you covered that. Was that such an inspiration for Tizzle, or was that just... Because it sounds like when I hear it, I, I hear fucking Tizzle. Like, you know, and I know you covered it. Was that, like, the basis, like, the jumping off point for that band, or...? No, um, because... After I got, I first heard Mush, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. At that radio station, uh, okay. we we got a copy into the radio station, or I got it for a review for a zine or something. But then I brought it to the radio station to play it, and I listened to Mush for probably three years straight. Uh -huh. And I was at a stoplight in Rancho Bernardo in my van listening to it all day long, as usual, and yeah. that song like came on, and I was like. Yeah. This is the best record I've ever heard in my life. Three years after listening to it, yeah. listening to it every day for three years, finally going, no, this is the best record I've ever heard about. That's when it popped. And right then, that's when we decided to do that song. And, it, yeah. and, and what was it about it that you think that, that grabbed you? After a while, the lyrics start to, it's immersion. Yeah. You know, totally. when you listen to a record that much, it's immersion. It's like the same thing as going into a foreign country and learning the language in a way. Right, right. And the lyrics, how choppy and sort of poetic, quote, unquote, poetic. they are. Yeah, yeah. You can chop them up like, like government issue lyrics. Yeah. And a line will mean something to you at ex this exact moment. Okay. And, um, 
because of that, that's why. Okay. So no matter what, if somebody puts on mush or any Leatherface, I can pick a lyric and go, it fits right now. Yeah, Leatherface is fucking those that's, guys as far as the shit. Yeah, too much. It's really like, how, how fucking awesome, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, being, you know, knowing the hot water guys, I got lucky enough to, like, hang out at Chuck's house when Leatherface was here. Oh, right, okay. For barbecues and stuff back in Wing the day. Days. Back in the 90s. You know. I'm surprised we didn't meet them. I know. I toured we, with Leatherface for every tour they ever did. We, we probably might have. Yeah. I would, like I said, I was a much bigger, bigger boy. You were bigger. Then, I was yeah. bigger. <laughs> was, I, I had a little bit more meat on me back then, but no. I'm okay. also with them. I gotta run and go do shit all the time. Yeah, right. No oh, shit. Dude, we need this. That must have been a hor- That must have been very terrible to be on tour with them. Not. Nah, it's uh, really yeah, it's all. horrible. It's the worst thing. <laughs> the worst thing ever. They're all assholes. So I keep. Those guys are jerks. They're all dicks. So I keep touring with them, them. 20 years later, yeah. Yeah. just to make sure they're cool now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dickiness has the dickness has become less dickness. It's now it's now family. Yeah, yeah, totally. I would imagine, right? By now, yeah. It's like what I was talking about earlier. Like, you know, some people will grow up, and people will tell them your friends will never be there for you when you get older. Like I was saying, but you you are you are another person who I'm discussing with and, and having that connection and showing that it's that's not true. Your friends end up being the people who are always there for you. Especially in this scene. In you know, punk rock, it's the yeah. exact opposite of what your parents told you. Yeah. And a lot of, and, and yeah, it's true. And especially now, because it's hard. Assholes like me have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, and we can't do, cover all the bases that, that, that our children, my daughter needs me yeah. for a hundred things. I'm only good at maybe 50 of them. Right. And it's not where I'm good at. Yeah, yeah. It's where I fail that I hear the most yeah. criticism, right. negative criticism, yeah, yeah. and positive criticism yeah. because of the rapport I have with my kid. But like, you know, to like, oh, am I doing things okay? And she'll be like, yes, but yeah. do this. Anyway, but that whole idea that your family in punk rock is your family. Yeah. Because in your punk rock family, you've got homeless kids, kids with shitty fucking upbringings, um, or upbringings that weren't, there's some people's, my upbringing was um, very hands-off, but um, my parents are still together, even though they didn't live with each other for 25 years, they were still married, but that's why they're still married. Um, (laughs) That's... That's seems know, to work for people, yeah. That's why I have my own room in my relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry to the people I love. Yeah, yeah. But that's sorry. how sometimes that's how it goes, yeah. right? And that's how that's how we learn tolerance is by just getting the fuck away from everybody. Yeah, that's true. But my like wife, don't worry, my wife pushed me out the fucking door tonight. She's like, Have fun, motherfucker, yeah. have fun. Get the fuck out of the house. Later. I'm gonna hang out with the animals. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, the animals are gonna eat like, everything I'm, in the house. I'm, I'm like, kinda tired. She's like, get the fuck out, get the fuck out. Go have fun, asshole. So yeah, it's true. No, I got it's, you. You got you got to have space too. That's right? your family. It's yeah. your punk family and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, what, you live in Colorado or Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. You live in Buffalo, New York, yeah. and I see you four times a year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's it. That's the, see. That's what I'm saying. There's a, there's that connection. No matter where you go around the U S. You can, especially in this scene, you're going to run into somebody, especially if you've been around for 20 some odd years, and you know, you're going to run into people yeah. all over the fucking place, oh, I, all I'm, the time. I'm doubly fucking stoked because my daughter 
is a fucking social butterfly. How old? And a, how old? She's twenty. She turns twenty-two in a couple. Holy cow! Seventeen. I a stepkid, but like yeah. I've had her forever. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've had like so, Jen like her friends who now go to all the shows and everything. Yeah. And I get to meet her friends, and her friends are mostly really fucking cool. Yeah. I, I and the only reason I say mostly is because I just don't know everything about them right. yet. Because I don't want to get those are her friends, yeah. but I get to see them out at the shows and awesome. festivals and things. Yeah. And so there's this like generation. There's no generational gap because everything that I help and do and care about and fight for my friends that I had for a long time yeah. goes equally With for. That. Jen's friends now, yeah. who are now becoming my friends. No. Oh, okay. No. I know, I know it's like kind of a depressing song, but like. Okay, lullaby. Yeah. Remember when you're a kid, you turn on the fucking TV yeah. on Saturday morning, and instead of cartoons, you saw big green giant missiles being paraded down the fucking road. Yeah, I remember that. And being told every day that the fucking war is gonna happen. The commies are gonna get us. Yeah. Like they're trying to do now. Just like they did two days ago. There was some. You like that shit? Yeah. What? You no. like how they're fear mongering? It's totally the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the same shit they did in the eighties. It's it's fucking crazy. They're it, playing. This, they're playing. A bo- they're playing. It's like. It seems like they're. It's like. They they knew it worked so well in the eighties. To the fear to control Americans the way that it did that they're trying to use the same exact thing same shit same exact shit even even Hillary was almost she didn't say in the form of a giant mushroom cloud but she got pretty goddamn close, close. to saying it yeah, 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 yeah. and that sort of shit if she had said that she would have lost votes yeah, yeah, totally. the enlightened people are sick of that horse shit yeah. because fuck you because we know better. It's the most abusive relationship I've ever been in is being a fucking American. Seriously, It really is. It's the exact same thing as an abusive relationship. It's good. It's not good. I didn't mean to do that. We're sorry. You do see the shirt. It won't happen again. Matt Turner University. Oh, shit. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) 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 I was reading about Matt Turner on the plane coming in. That's my man. Yeah, that's awesome. I was just reading Nat Turner stuff. Yeah, on the plane. He's uh, I actually uh, I act as well, and I um, last week was up in Atlanta at the Atlanta Black Theater Festival. Is there are axes on it. No, it's a it's a fist. Africa. No, there's there's hatchets oh, on it. Yeah, there's hatchets. Yeah, yeah, there's hatchets on it. So it's my Native American. Uh, so, uh, what do you what do you get? Twenty one people or twenty five? I think twenty five. Yeah. So, yeah. Not enough. Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. There needs to be a lot more, believe me. So, yeah, man. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, Part of the nation. Oh, you got a new. My my grandmother was Cherokee, and they were Appalachian, West Virginia. My grandmother was Appalachian Cherokee. Old me. She was. She she dipped. Actually, she chewed. She was like a true Appalachian woman, like like beard, and chewed, and everyone was afraid of her, and she did like Appalachian. 
like medicine. Oh, I see. Yeah. She was natural. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was. That's. Have you been keeping up with the the North Dakota? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm trying to get an interview with the young lady who's feeding all those people. Her name's Tink. Oh, okay. Tink Young, I think her name is. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've got in touch with her a couple times. She's super busy. I've emailed. I've texted her a couple times. Yeah, because they've asked people from my my nation to go like help with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we had that back well well before I was born. I'm 35. Okay. A couple years before I was born, they took over on this land, like a couple miles from like you know the reservation. Yeah. Reservations. It's called Kinzua Dam. Okay. You know, we're, we're still getting paid for like you know all the reparations for it all, yeah. but at the time like it it'll never be enough. Yeah, it just placed so many people, <laughs> and this was like this was in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, this was like no, I'm not talking about back in the 18th. Yeah, 70s, 19th. Well, I mean the 70s, yeah. the the nation had all the nations had a problem with the American government. Yeah. I mean that's when it felt here. Yeah, you know like AIM and all that shit, man. Like yeah, so I mean it's crazy how like how recent that was. Poisoning the fucking yeah. reds. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And did you did you see that? What, what was, I forget which reservation it was, but it was outside of a Ford plant in New York. Okay. And it, there, it's a it's a documentary on on Netflix now. And I guess they were for years Ford was illegally dumping all their paint and all chemicals right. onto the onto the property, and the kids were playing it. Now that this, this yeah. they all have high rates of cancer in there, and they're on their. I led, yeah. Holy shit, that's fucking right. See me, it's like they're fucking human yeah, beings. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, it's like that's that's the thing. I they think, all get ripped from the womb. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing about that's the thing about punk rock that I, I've been trying to get across to a lot of people is that listen, we 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 are, I think, more in tune with. Uh, people outside of what we are grown up in than the people that we're grown up with. Yes. And I think that's why we probably end up going to where we go because we have to find people that think like we do. So we come across each other in this way. And hence, my show is actually called A Pow Wow with Pops. That's the name of my show. It's a podcast. And, uh, I mean, that's for my grandmother. I mean, she always said that connecting with people was very huge and to do it on the most personal level that you can do it and try to get to know that person on the most human level that you possibly can. And, uh, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got some sort of it's been affected somehow. Exactly. In some yeah. way, somehow, some form. And, and, the, and the reason why I'm, I'm glad you... It's very because I've been. It's funny you brought that up and you showed me that because it's like opening up even more doors to me because I've been talking to this young lady. So it's cool that this is all. It's weird how just knowing people and talking to people how you get opened up to more things in, in the world and, and you know yeah. more avenues are opened up so we can help each other out and do as much for one another. Yeah, because, as possible. because we've always had the stage to be open about what makes us proud, what makes us us. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, totally. I mean, he obviously you're interviewing him. Do you like that? Yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi. Yeah. There it is. You can't go too far in Gainesville without yeah. hearing him. I can tell you that. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm saying like we, we have that, and we have that open audience always. Like you can, you know, if you can't empathize or sympathize, you can always empathize. Like yeah, exactly. like, I, can, I can, I understand your point of view where you're coming from. Like I can see. Like Take a minute that, and walk in a man's about, boots is yeah. what you gotta do. That's what I've always loved about the punk rock community. Like, yeah. it's, it's always been so open 
And so, like, you know, say what you got to say. Get out, get it off your chest. Yeah. You know what? Like, and they appreciate it and they accept it. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like thinking a stream of consciousness, but it's almost like, you know, punk rock's like this. The world's fucked. But the difference between punk rock and other things is you find out why the world's fucked. Yeah. And then you can do something about it. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard, it's hard. It's hard to go. You can't go to. I go to some metal shows, and nobody's ever tabling in a metal show for women's rights or fucking right. or or Sin Frontera or or, and it'd be or, neat. or and if they did First Nations rights or anything like it'd that. Be, it'd be awesome if they did. Oh, it would fucking open up some brains for sure. Yeah, you know, especially because there's a lot of kids that would probably be very open to the idea. And that, yeah, that would be the opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I, yeah, you know, like another thought. That would be considerate of other people and being open-minded. Like, yeah, it's so fucking huge. Because you know what's so funny though is, is you figure the metal world would kind of have a grab because Anthrax did write yeah. Yeah. among you know write one of the greatest fucking yeah. metal albums with Indians on it yeah. Among the Living and Judge yeah. among, you know, right. I mean come on what the fuck yeah. those guys are from New York and they fucking knew what the fuck was going on yeah, yeah and I think that singer guy he was First Nations yes he was yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like but I think he was wearing headdresses and shit. So <laughs> yeah. I, but whatever. But, his, but he, I mean, but he like his he was one of the dudes that had a voice. So people even in the '80s had an idea. I mean, like I knew it as a kid. Like as a young kid, I've 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 always known how fucked this, how fucked we treat the world. I've always yeah. I've always noticed how horrible not good man has done to this planet. And as a, even as a young kid, I've always known. What, the, how, what we're fucking up. Yeah. And that we've got kids coming up behind us. Kids that are going to be needing this shit that we're fucking up. You know? And and I think that's one of the things that I, is important for a lot of punk rock people to probably get a little bit more involved with your children if you do have kids. And get more involved in the idea of letting them know that the stuff that we have is finite. And getting that idea out there. Listen, we got to pay a little bit more attention to what we're doing to this place because there's people coming up. There's still we got kids coming up behind us. You know, we're gonna be long gone and dead by the time these fucking poor motherfuckers have to deal with this bullshit. But they're gonna have to deal with the shit that we left. Yeah, and that's our a, that's a corpse. And the mindset. Yeah, exactly. Burn me. Yeah. Just light me on fire and let me go. Yeah. That's that's what I told my wife. Put me, I just say put me out in the woods and light me on fire. Let me go. Just put me back where I came. Back to where I came from. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Like Darth Vader. Yeah. 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 With the Ewoks. So okay, so music, music. We got away off a little bit. Yeah. Thank sorry. you for no. That's all right. Sorry, What's your name? Oh, that's my name's Justin. I'm Jason. Nice, nice to meet you, man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bill Florio. It's, it's nice having other people getting involved in this. Um, we're getting close on time. I don't want to take you too long, but I appreciate you doing this. But um, we get we get up past 16, 17, 18. Uh, you said you didn't get into Tillwill till you were 21-ish? Well, Tillwill turns 25 in March, so... 22. Okay, 22. Yeah. And and how did that how did that happen? How like did was, that come oh, about? So that the, the, my friend chased down that kid okay, with the, the flyer, flyer, and I liked the names on the flyers, and I didn't know a lot of the bands. Okay. Which was even better. So Holy what's up, shit. Bill? I know I'm all beautiful now. What's up, brother? Good to see you. Hello. How you doing? Good. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Friends from everywhere. I was like. I, I had fun in Tampa last night, and I'm, and I'm kind of bummed I'm missing a little bit of it today, but fuck it, you know? Like, Sonic Avenue's is playing. Oh, oh well, I'll see him here, you know? 
and I did the I did the normal thing where I saw all the all the Tampa family bands yesterday, and this allows me to go out and just go see everybody. I, I, yeah, I don't I don't want to yeah I don't want to see anybody I've seen before. Right. I'm going by the way. Jay. That is Justin. I'm Justin. I'm Davey. Um, we're actually doing a podcast right now. You guys are on, on live. <laughs> I'm doing an interview with Davey here. No, that's all right. No, this is my podcast. Is I want people when they listen to it to feel like they're actually sitting right there. Well, I mean, you are having Davey on the podcast. Yeah. So. Well, you guys are here too. So now, I mean, you guys are so now on here as well. That's a square table. You guys are on here as well. So, but thank you for joining us. Um, uh, we got we got through a lot of history. Uh, we got through some politics, uh, some stuff that's going on with with uh, like the North Dakota pipeline right now. Uh, uh, we talked about some other stuff. We talked about the war mongers and the fear mongers we have in the world trying to play the same Russian game they played in the eighties. Uh, I'm not scared. Uh, so nah. we talked about revolutions. Yeah, huh? revolutions. Yeah, revolutions. The 80s, they did a really good job at it. Yeah, they're just not good at it anymore. Yeah, Everybody likes that nostalgia yeah. shit anyway. So bring back the Reagan, Russians. Reagan was so good at it. Madonna so and the Russians, let's do it. And spies like us just fucking cap the whole de- decade off completely. Maybe Fletch Three will finally come out. Exactly. Oh. If we're lucky. Lucky. Or the second invisible man. The man with two two red red shoes. shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Till Will, you start at 22. You meet the guy with the flyer. Or you get the flyer. You look it up. You join it. You go and check this. I call him. We jam out. Uh, end up writing two songs. The fir- first meet out, two yeah. songs. Just end up shooting two songs out, ripping off Dag Nasty, by the way. Because okay. it was, that's just what happened. Apparently. Uh, no. <laughs> that's the funny part, too. So, so I, um, Aaron is the bass player of the band. His parents have a racquetball court in their backyard. So we're practicing in a racquetball court, which is great. It makes it really tight on stage because... You can always hear each other way better than you can at practice. Totally. And uh, <laughs> spectacular. Um, and I noticed the, the drummer, Bob, he's still in the band, uh, still being Bob. Bob kept going out every couple songs and leaving to his truck, and I thought he was smoking cigarettes. At the time, I didn't smoke cigarettes. Um, and I was like, and one day I decided to follow him. And I go out to the truck, and I'm like, there's cab of his truck is just filled with beer cans and he's drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette i'm like we drink a beer yeah i'm like what we can't drink beer here he's like i don't know i just never asked we're like three months into the band i didn't Whoa, think look. you guys were thirsty let me let me get a beer off you all right cool that's two beers hey maybe we should go back into practice bring the fucking beers in so next we're making probably about 30 40 bucks a month on fucking aluminum cans at, at that point, just nice. all over this fucking. Imagine a racquetball court that's now in a, a recycling place, right? So that, that changed. Through the parents are like, "Would you get rid of the goddamn cans?" <laughs> the dad would come down and have a beer with us once in a while, of course. You, know? you guys want to clean this up sometime? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> we'll get got, on it. That court got too little. Yeah, right. seriously, right? <laughs> That changed the entire dynamic of the band. Yeah. Okay. That opened up the lines of communication. That led down the guard. Yeah. That led, yeah. And so there we have Tillwood. So we got, so we're playing, we go, we play a show. Um, the band that we played our very first show with happens to be playing in Tampa with uh, 
Pennywise tonight. No shit. Yeah. And which band is that? They're called Unwritten Law. Okay. And uh, so we booked a show with them at this place called the Texas Tea House. And this would be 1980. This is, this is probably 90. I don't even know. Really? I have a question. How did the Racket Ball Court get built and why? I don't know. I don't think his parents and, and, built and, and, it. Wait, and you using that Racket Ball Court, did that deter other people's health? Because they couldn't play Racket Ball? I don't think they ever played Racket Ball. That's the thing. I it think they just came there. with the house. <laughs> okay. Now... Okay, and Aaron's Aaron's house. You you've been to my old house in Escondido, I think. Yes. Okay, Aaron's house is right over the hill from there, so it's the same giant, big fucking okay. white people house. Yeah, it's like a racquetball. Reaganomics area. built this area. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, a racquetball district. Yeah, it is. It, it's yeah. It's it, it I think the all the thing to do at the time. All the racquetball right? courts are now like small no breweries squash, now. No yeah. squash ball. Yeah. No, no, squash. No, no, no. <laughs> butts up is okay. Butts up was perfect. We played handball, a lot of butts handball, up. Handball maybe. Playing yeah. butts up and guitars, throwing a guitar at yeah, your friend, it's like, that's the beer, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of beer, a lot of Meisterbrow consumed. Oh, nice. Our original Meister shirts Brow, were Meisterbrow shirts, one. and somebody made a Meisterbrow fucking Jesus, Meister, deck for us. Yeah, it's a master You know beer. how we're old? From master <laughs> brewers, a master <laughs> beer. <Yep>. Jesus. <laughs> oh. So Tillwell got kicking, you're 22, you guys are out playing, and now... 25 years later. 25 years later. You're here. I'm here. At, 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 the, at the backyard at the Palomino Boca Fiesta to play. Are, are you are you Lonesome Dove? Are you playing guitar just you? Just me, yeah. So you, you, and this is something you've been doing for. Um, okay, I never wanted to do any of this ever, really. Never thought about it. Um, and it turned out there was a time, you know, and a show get booked, and and it's like nobody could show up, and so it ends up just being me. Right. But it, like we're at like well into the show, three bands have played, and still nobody's there. Right. And so everybody had to work or something or something happened. So I just ended up playing the songs acoustic. And then um, years later, somebody goes, "Hey, you want to play acoustic tonight?" And I'm like. Okay, like an idiot. Yeah. That was in the morning. Morning. It might have been in the morning. It might have been the day before. And I'm like, my roommate at the time calls this girl over who was like kind of a friend, not really a friend. I hadn't seen her in forever, but I knew she played drums. And I go, hey, uh, you want to play drums with me tonight? She's like, sure. And then we went and we played. We took the five songs and added drums to them and then went and played like that night oh, wow. and so we're still a band and that's my girlfriend oh, wow. and like we're uh, so we have a band so yeah so it's, that's international dipshit which so international dipshit started as basically and you should you should make a short film it wouldn't be short. Yeah. Just some sort of like spy <laughs> film. It'd international like, dipshit. I'd have to get Michael Cimino to fucking direct something it. Something hilarious. Yeah. Like I could just the see worst something direct, hilarious. Or uh, yeah. fucking Roland Emmerich. Right? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Like one of them quality directors. Quality. High, like, high dollar. <laughs> but I mean, Heaven's Gate. Nice film if you have three weeks to watch it, but don't watch yeah. it. In, <laughs> don't watch it in one fucking sitting. It's too much. Like it's like, like trying to watch Ishtar. 
In short rounds, first, Ishtar is good. You have to take it in short. It's first. a fucking weird Abbott and oh, Costello movie that man. like just didn't go anywhere. It didn't go. You're right. With it the went, wrong people. Went, in with, it. The, with the wrong <laughs> Costello yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if like Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks were in it, it might have been pretty dude. good. <laughs> Do a two thousand year old man, but yeah, in that right. No, dude, totally. That would have definitely been a different movie. Doing a couple of song oh, and dance, man. Right? Like, <laughs> like shit like that. But like, um, so I don't, um, yeah, we just so we're just playing and playing and playing and playing and playing. Yeah. And um, in 25 years, here's you know, a lot of things happen. Yeah, and totally. So we've got three members who have gone on to whatever, yeah. whatever. They're, they're they're either in the ground or fucking in this in the sky and right, right. been lit on the fire. They're dead. Yeah. And um, and that that has that has that has been a hindrance emotionally. Yeah, the band totally. means nothing. The, when when Jared Jared was uh, our bass player. And yeah. He he died. I I actually he couldn't go on a tour. I I so went on tour. I got home. I party with my friends and. I went and said hi to him. I go, hey, I, let's hang out tomorrow. And he died that night. So that was really terrible. That would have, that we were, we, we stopped. We, Bob and I went and listened to uh, the third Dillinger 4 record. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. And bottle of fucking Jim Beam, maybe two bottles. We sat in his room. We, le- we left the funeral early. It's too much God shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we left the funeral early. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts. Oh, uh, the poor kid's parents decided to convert him to uh, to be a missionary when he died. Oh, wow. After he died. So they made him a, uh, a Mormon after he died. So then all of a sudden we had this Mormon funeral for our friend. Oh, wow. It was odd. How do I not get a vote on that? Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you have to work after you're dead? His brothers did now. Oh, so his brothers had to go fucking do. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they went and did his missions. But they did, they did, they did, they did their own already before that? They were already on their own, I think. Yeah. They were already on their own. Wow, nice. that's a tough so weird. Gig. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. But that's. that's so it's nothing. That's so bad. being a Mormon is nothing like the movie Orgasmo, then. It's not even like that uh, the Bill Pullman or Bill, uh, the HBO thing. You know? it's not, <laughs> Nowhere close. Yeah. <laughs> No There's no I boobies in Mormon. No, 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 no. There's no, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, the, uh, so, that's, that's been something that we really, really still haven't actually dealt with. You know, oh, right it was on. Jared dying. Yeah. A few years ago, Mark, who was our drummer when Bob couldn't tour, yeah. but Mark is as much, Till uh, is like this band that, like, has in the years has become. You want to play? You want to be in Tilwell? Get on stage. Yeah. And, and, and that's a, totally like the way. Leave an open mic. This is old punk shit. Yeah. There's always an open mic for anybody to say anything. There will never be hindrance. The band will stop playing if somebody wants to do it. Yeah. All it. It's a. It's a big collective. It's. Yeah. And so we. They, when we have these family members and they come in and we play together and sometimes. So Mark died. Uh, few years ago and then Sunday is the first anniversary of Dickie's death so Dickie died when we got to Gainesville last year 
So it's it's rough and it throws a, it throws a wrench in things. It's then, a, it sounds like a three big wrenches. It's hard. I don't want to trivialize it by saying it throws a wrench in things. Like yeah. there's a machine that's bigger no, than no, that. No, no, no. It's just I mean it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a wrench that it's not just the machine. It's a wrench in your heart. It's a wrench in your mind. It's a wrench in your soul. I mean it's definitely it's hard. These it's, are these are people that you like we were saying they were family. These are your brothers. So it's I like, still like see their ghosts. Yeah. Feel them around. Yeah. I feel their influence on me. Yeah, definitely. And um, while the mourning period is always going to be thrown where that mourning period ends up, you know, for people, it's still there. We're still mourning, I mean, yeah. you know, and like, and it just continues on. Yeah. And um, and it's horrible. And alcohol did every one of those. Yeah. Uh, uh, alcohol caused the car wreck that killed Jared. Alcohol caused the cirrhosis that killed Mark. Yeah. Alcohol caused the cirrhosis that killed Tinky. Um, and alcohol almost killed me. And I had five months to live and fucking yeah. had to turn around or else it's over with. And so I, that was your... I don't know who to find to play fucking guitar for shit will if I die. Yeah. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Because <laughs> I have to go through the vetting process. No, totally, right? Oh, it's a gnarly vetting process. In my Ooh, will, my last will and testament, yeah. I say... <laughs> This man shall play guitar for Tales Well. And yeah. I'll write it on my hand and it'll wash off. <laughs> Have him tattoo yeah. it on yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Read it's, this if I'm dead, okay? Just follow <laughs> these rules. That's all I want you to do. It's, it's a, it's, 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 Man, you go through a lot in a 25-year relationship yeah. with people. Like, yeah, totally. Bob's, Bob and I have kids. And, like, yeah. Aaron has kids. Aaron doesn't, Aaron, Aaron isn't with us anymore. But in February, we were leaving, getting on the highway to go on tour. And our old bass player is in the car next to us. Hey, what's up, guys? What are you up to, man? And we're like, we're going on tour. And he's like, fuck yeah, have a good tour. You know? Yeah. We still see it. What's yeah. up, baby? Hell. What are you doing? I, I did this yesterday. Hey, hey, Tom. Tom, Jesse, how you doing? Hi, Hello. Hey, what? Tom's, hey, a Tom's the reason I'm here. He invited me to this horse show. There you go. <laughs> Tom's the, Tom's the rent boys. No okay. beer. Yeah. <laughs> I know I got cleaned up. You look so beautiful. <laughs> no beer. What's up, Marlo? I just recognize you. Good to see you, man. I know, Good to see you. I'm fucking really yeah, Hi. I just had a beer with Chris Yeah, Marlo. Oh, right. Yeah, I told Marlo. Hey, Dan. Hey, man, Marlo. Nice to meet you, Cheers. He just interviewed Chris for for something, so like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you, man. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. Man. I was, yeah, I was yeah, hot yeah. chocolates first, Brody. Oh, no, you're good. This is, this is, this is the bar. This is what happens. This, this is how I do it. See, people are gonna listen to this and be like, I was sitting right there with them. I swear to God. Well, I meeting all these people. That's that's the number one thing everybody says. They like it because they. This is my first chance to see you guys. That's like the only reason I'm here. It's it's what kind of cubicle. Yeah, we broke up. We like, I'm actually at the bar right now. I'm at the bar. I wish I had a beer. We're like, man, when you when you guys get together and play, like, what ha why what ha what brings you guys together? I'm like, somebody asks us. <laughs> like, we've kind of never said no. Oh yes. Yeah. Fucking Tilwa would have broke up if people stopped asking us to play fucking this shows. This is the best That's interview. Yeah. Hey, check this out. This is the best interview ever. Thank you. This is the best uh, podcast Dude, I love it. Come I mean, back, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back to safe. Next year, I'm going to move back there. I love it. Please, fucking Jerry. Jerry.
Tom, no, Tom Frey, met Tom on a Leatherface tour. And, oh shit, right on. That was Leatherface that brings everybody together as yeah, usual, man. you know. And, and, they, and they're from a crazy place in Ireland. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle, where all the crazy people drink and go crazy. Right? Could you imagine living over there and being a drinker? Like the way I drink here, dead. yeah, seriously, I'd have been dead already. I, and no I don't want to say that flippantly either. No. I want to. I, I would have been. I'd been dead. I'd be on the dole and I'd have a job. Straight and, the fuck up. Yeah, all and I'd long. probably, I'd probably be in like some fucking washed up horrible punk band that wasn't a band that I joined <laughs> early twenty years ago. You know? Totally different. Like one of the ones I was in. Yeah. The band called The Worst. That was the punk band I was in. The Worst? It's called The Worst. No, it's just called The Worst. The Worst. It wasn't even The Worst. Like the sausage? Not like the sausage. It was The Worst. But, uh, That's a rad name, though. Yeah. Definitely well, my buddy John McGuigan, uh, he's, he's like in his 50s. He was the guitarist in the band. And we were playing together around like 2005. And he was like, back then, he was like 45, 46. I was only like 37 at the time. He was like the oldest dude in the band. He's like old school dude who like knows freaking, um, what's, uh, what's his face from U.S. Bombs? Uh, Dwayne. He knows Dwayne. Like he moved out to Cali and hung out with Dwayne for a while awesome. and stuff. So it's like he's he was he used to skate here at the old skate park in the seventies when there was a oh. skate park here. So I love playing in bands with the old dudes. Yeah, he was a wow. dude. He taught me so fucking much. It was like it, I was that was the first punk band I was in. Like I always wanted to be in a punk band, but I was always in different bands that were like more rock or a three piece like dancey rock band or something. But this was like the first straight up like we played it. We played at all the skate parks in Florida. All right. That's what we did. We played at like the Orlando Skate Park, right in the middle of the the bowl. Like, oh, in the bowl, that, yeah. Yeah, and like right Man, in the middle of it. That's like, like that's the kind of shows we played. Those days were fucking fun. I haven't played in a fucking skate park. It was like a seven, they were, We were like a 1977 skate punk band. You know, oh, okay. it was just like you know, like just just rich, just driving. That's the best. Yeah, it was fucking such a great band, and I didn't appreciate it. The way I should have back then, I feel like an asshole for not. Because I, I was such an alcoholic, I didn't have the fucking right frame of mind to appreciate the art that I was being involved in. At understood, the time. yeah, totally, yeah. And you don't, you don't realize. But then again, it's better that you didn't. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like the people who know they're good do this fucking. Horrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, you shit. know, and, and and it would be. It would be kind of shitty. Well, it would be kind of shit. I have seen. I do sound at clubs. I actually work for uh, John Reese's club. Okay. And like, and um, so I do sound for bands. Most of the bands there are great, but the bands at other clubs, you know, very pretentious. And you're like, it's not. No, it's not worth. No, it's yeah. not worth it. This is fun. Keep it level. This is bro. an excuse to get free beer. Yeah. Just chill the fuck out. And it's and it's an excuse to meet a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Really cool people. Yeah. You know? It's fucking no. It's it, it's like this situation right here. I I I'm I I'm. Thank you very much for doing this. Oh fuck yeah, First no, and no. foremost, and I'm glad Thanks Dave. To Decker for fucking Dave Decker. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Decker for sure. Decker, our homeboy <laughs> from Tampa, Meth Town, USA. <laughs> Holy shit! But uh, no, Dave. Thank you so much, Decker, for introducing us, Dave. Davy. Do you want Dave or Davy? Davy. Davy. My mom, my dad's a Dave too. Okay, right on. So, 
mom to discern over who's getting yelled at. Davey, okay. Man, Davey, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank um, you. That's really nice of you. Man, thanks for sharing. I mean, uh, you did share some pretty deep stuff there. You, uh, uh, losing people that you're close to is definitely a really fucked up thing to it's deal hard, with. It's hard, man. It's and, hard to process, and it's yeah. fucking... I appreciate you sharing something that deep with me. I really appreciate it. Well, that. I know, and I like you. I liked you telling the story. It made me feel uh, uh, your story made me feel comfortable, and yeah. I could. Shoot well, I mean, that's the, that's the thing that I'm, I think the biggest thing I'm trying to get with this is that no matter, I mean, we've never met, but uh, I mean, there's a connection. Well, you we have, I mean? Decker's a great connection, yeah, but I there's mean, also like, we, we have these killer connections that connect us, even though we don't know each but other. We have ancillary connections yeah, too, and, and, and that's. And that's what's cool about science, and I don't know what that word means. I'm not smart enough for that. Science? Kind of oh, it's, no, the one it's like religion, but an, smarter. Anal, anal berry? What'd you say? Anal, yeah, anal, anal berry. berry. Anal berries. <laughs> Member anal berries. berries. <laughs> anal berries? Remember till we Remember Thank you so much. Uh, have a great show tonight, thank man. Thank you. I, I yeah, hope I do. You will. You will. I have to go get stoned yeah. in the parking lot to make so, kick it in. But, <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously. Pre-game, um, but uh, appreciate you doing this, man. Taking the time out for doing it. Uh, seriously, a big fan of Tiltwell. I have been since the first album. Uh, get into your your acoustic stuff now, and it's some pretty killer shit. Most of this stuff is like international dipshit yeah. stuff without Allison. But yeah. like, Allison, I, sorry you couldn't be here. Today. I wish she could have made it today, but uh, hi, Jess. But you can you you can hear the shout out. Another. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen it. Hi. Guess, guess what? We've been friends since California. Really? Yeah, when I was 15, Davey wouldn't let me in the bar. <laughs> Good thing. She used to sit outside the bar I worked at, and they would listen to the bands because the stage is right next to the to door. Why were trying to get in the bar at 15? Well, you can hear it outside. No, not by myself. <laughs> That's, uh-huh. That's, she showed up by herself. Yeah, I'm gonna be here by myself. <laughs> David had other people in on just not me. No, he didn't. That never happened. At least uh, I wasn't. There was one of the bars in San Diego. I wasn't allowed in. Oh, so nice. Jess and I would sit outside the bar quite a bit, listening to the bands. <laughs> and like, I'd be out there with all the kids, yeah. even though they're like, "Why don't you go in?" I'm like, "He won't let me in." Yeah, right. I was like barred from all these. <laughs> Okay, I'll go grab my guitar and stuff. Awesome. I have to go grab my no, guitar. No, dude. Again, thanks, Davey, awesome. so thanks, much Dave. for doing this, man. Appreciate I appreciate you. Appreciate uh, everybody, don't forget to listen to A Power of Pops. Uh, everybody, thanks for joining. Thanks a lot. I drove Dave's car. Check out Dave Power Pops as well. Um, so I don't have a license, Everybody uh, out there during the festival, you all make sure you're safe. Take care of one another. Uh, hopefully, none of you all got fest aids. So by the time you'll be hearing this, it'll probably be Monday. So uh, hopefully none of you are sick. Everybody's healthy. You got home safe. Uh, everything was fine. Everyone had a great weekend. Uh, make sure to listen for this. Check out Tilt Will, any of their stuff. Any stuff that he mentioned on here, just go out and listen to it. Especially the old bands that he was talking about in San Diego back in the day. And Chickenhead. Don't forget Chickenhead. Yeah, Chickenhead. <laughs> Check out the shit. Play some racquetball. Play, play racquetball with a Meisterbrow. So... But you all have a great evening. Watch out for one another. Take care of one another. And hey, pigs, put your guns down. Peace.